Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. So last week we talked about how uh, we need to make sure that we're not making money into an idol. That it is always idle, sitting, uh, not doing anything. And we need to make sure that we acknowledge that, that money doesn't do anything on its own. And that we need to make sure that we don't put our hope and our, our value and our worth and our dreams on money. That we don't seek money above all things. And we don't end up worshiping it as an idol. Well, today we want to talk about uh, how to actually wrestle with the dynamics of money and, and what are we supposed to do as followers of God uh, and, and humans who live in a world that use money uh, for so many things. What are we supposed to do with it? How are we supposed to manage this? Um, if you're anything like me and... I would say, even if you're very, very, very different from me, um, I think we have some one thing in common, and that's that money, uh, money very easily causes stress. Um, looking at, looking at the economy, looking at your bank account, trying to buy groceries, pay for gas, um, looking at things that are going on in the world, trying to figure out what you can afford and what you can't afford, maybe an appliance breaks and you're looking to get a new one but the supply chain has been slowed down for the past two years and so it's got you might be able to get something that you can afford but you're gonna have to wait three weeks and then it maybe shows up maybe your car is dying and you're looking to get a new one or a used one but the market is just crazy high and you don't know what to do and you don't know how to do that then you've got unexpected bills coming up or you've got to travel for medical reasons or you've got maybe you lose your job or maybe you get a pay cut or um, something happens where you can't work like it's just so many things are up in the air and changing and we talked about that last week but all that causes a lot of stress and even just trying to manage your everyday bills and trying to look at the bank account and figure out how am I going to save for retirement? How am I supposed to save to, to get car my car repaired or to replace my car at some point? Am I, going to, am I going to be able to ever afford a house? Maybe I'm just going to be stuck renting uh, because I can't, I can't get out of the rent situation to get savings, to get a house, all those dynamics. And it ends up being very stressful, very frustrating. It creates a whole lot of anxiety. And, um, and all those tension points can very easily lead to arguments and frustrations and you, you end up working really hard to get more money to allevi- alleviate that stress that's on your life and then you end up dealing with other problems. And so stre- the stress of money is a big thing. And so... What I want to talk about today is is finding a way to actually live, coexist with money in peace. How to have peace about your finances. How to have peace when it comes to money. 
So I've got a number of scriptures that I'm gonna I'm gonna throw at you here, and I'm I want to build kind of a a, a three point um, three point attack on how to create peace. Now this first point is. Um, is found in Matthew, the book of Matthew, uh, which is in the New Testament. And we're going to look at uh, a little bit of what Jesus says about a, a situation. So Jesus is there and he's, he's talking to different people. And he makes this point, okay? This is the words of Jesus, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. This is what Jesus says to the crowd that's there. He says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Okay. You cannot serve God and money. That really just uh, reiterates what we talked about last week, which was that you can't allow money to become an idol. Money can't be the thing that you seek after. Money can't be the thing that you worship. You have to understand that if you're going to have peace in your life when it comes to your finances, that you cannot have a balance between worshiping money a little and worshiping God a little. You can't have two masters. You've got to decide which one is going to be your master, God or money. And if you want to have peace, you then what Jesus is saying is you've got to decide to worship God and God alone. There cannot be any idols in your life. As long as there are other idols, other things that you worship in your life, there is going to become, there's going to create some kind of fracturing, uh, some kind of conflict, and things are going to start falling apart, and that's going to ruin your peace. Okay, so that's number one is no idols. You can't have any idols. Uh, the second point is actually again in Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to read to you two passages. This is Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, and then we're going to jump to Proverbs. Okay, so Matthew 4, 4 says this. Jesus says, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, he uses this phrase, this passage here, in, in this trial when he's actually being tempted by Satan. And Satan is, is telling him, hey, you should just eat this bread. You should, you should turn this rock into bread, and that way you'll be satisfied. Um, and and I, think, I think he's, I mean, Jesus is using this in particular to deal with this one particular temptation. But we see that in how he uses it and how he deals with this temptation, that sometimes money isn't just about money. It's about the substance. It's about things. And uh, Jesus is saying, you know what, it's not about having things, it's not about having food, it's not about having money, uh, that it is necessary for me to have life and for me to be alive, but I need God's Word. I need the Word of God, and that is what's going to provide for me, that's what's going to fill me, that's what's going to give me life. And then if we turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. So, what's all that boil down to? What am, what am I trying to get at there? Um, what I'm trying to get at is Jesus makes this point, and Proverbs makes this point, that if you are following God's direction, that will work out to give you life. And so the second P 
pillar of, of how to have peace with your finances is you need to lean into the direction of God. So number one is no idols. Number two is get direction from God. Get direction from his word. Get direction from speaking to him. Submit and, and, and acknowledge him in all your ways. And then he will make sure that you go down the right path. And you will find success and in, in life. Uh, down that path. Not success isn't necessarily fame or fortune or wealth because we don't worship those things, but you will find righteousness and you will find life. And so no idols and and get direction from God. Now this third piece um, is, is based on two passages in Proverbs. Uh, the first one is uh, Proverbs chapter 16, uh, verse 9. This is what it says. Proverbs 16, verse 9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And then in Proverbs uh, 21, 5, it says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. So, what are, what are those two passages about? Those two passages acknowledge what we've already learned, okay? We've learned that you can't have other idols. You have to have direction from God, uh, that He's going to establish your steps. But the other, the thing that this uniquely presents is that there is significant value in planning. There is significant value in wisdom, that as you go through your life and you deal with money, you have to be wise about it. You have to plan it. Yes, absolutely. It has to be established by God. He has to be the one that gives you direction. And he's the one that's going to provide. So it's him that's providing. It's him that's giving direction. But you have to be wise about it and you need to plan it. And so the three pillars that I, I'm presenting today is one, you can't have idols. You have to get direction from God. And you have to be wise. If you do those three things, if you have those three things, then you are building a life of peace uh, around your finances. So uh, imagine a, a stool or a tripod. Okay, so right now I'm talking it into a camera and it's sitting on a tripod. Um, for this tripod to work, there have to be there has to be all three legs. Um, without those three legs. It, it falls over. You try with one, it falls over. You try with two, it falls over. You get three, now it's working. Now it's steady. Uh, or imagine a stool. Now, a lot of stools, they've got four legs, but you can get, absolutely, you can get a stool with three legs. And I find that when I get really, really tired, I need a chance to sit down. I'm chasing kids or I'm, I'm dealing with things around the house or I'm just exhausted from work and then kids and then dealing with the house and then kids again and then going back to work and all those things. You guys, you guys understand this stuff. And it gets to the point where you just need a moment to sit down. Now, when you sit down, you are putting your full weight on that chair. You're saying, I'm not going to depend on myself for this anymore. I'm not going to depend on my own legs. I'm going to sit down and trust the stool to hold me up. I like this camera. I put the camera on the tripod. I'm trusting the, the tripod to hold it up. If the legs let go, then 
I fall down, the camera falls down, whatever. With these pillars that we're talking about here today, you need those three things and you need to trust in those three things to hold you up. And it's by putting your trust in those three things that you find relief and you get some rest and you find peace and security. So just like a stool with three legs holds you up, these three things function as the three legs that will provide peace for you as it comes to your finances. So what does that mean? What, what do those things kind of break down to? Well, no idols. Um, that means that we need to make sure that we put our hope in God and not in money, not in other things, that what we are pursuing in our life above everything else is God, not money, not wealth, not luxury, uh, not all these things that can make our lives extravagant. Um, it can't be it can't be the buffer. It can't be security through having a uh, big enough income. That, that can't be the thing that we pursue. That can't be the thing that we depend on. That can't be the thing that we put our hope on um, because that will start to fracture our souls and lead to broken peace. And so the number one thing is you've got to depend on God. You've got to pursue God above everything else and you cannot let yourself worship money. Okay, the second one, direction. That means that you've got you've to lean into God's direction. Now, he gives us a lot of direction, very clear direction in the word um, where he says, you know what, you got to follow the law and that's summed up as loving God and loving others. And so if you're doing your life and you're finding that you are not loving God or not loving others and that you're going to do something, you're thinking about doing something, but it does not reflect the love of God and does not reflect the love of other people, then you probably shouldn't do it. And so when you dig into the Word of God, you get a lot of direction about what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Um, it gives you direction on the things that you should and shouldn't be doing with your money. It gives you direction on what you should and shouldn't be doing with your family, with friends, with your church, with, your, with the world. And we need to follow those directions. We also need to acknowledge that sometimes God speaks to us very specifically about circumstances in our own lives. And you're not going to really find those things explicitly laid out in the Bible. Like you're not going to find a passage in the Bible that says you should buy a Toyota or you should buy an, an Apple product or you should get rid of your grocery bill and reduce that so that you can, you can actually give more to a compassion child. You're not going to see that stuff in there. That's not going to be in there. So what you need to do um, when you're asking those kinds of specific questions is that you've got to make sure that you're developing a real sense of God's presence and uh, an ear that discerns the voice of God. And you need to spend time in prayer. And so through reading your Bible and through prayer, you will gain a sensitivity to God speaking and he will give you direction on what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And that is that second pillar, that second leg of the stool that we need is we need both the bigger, uh, very explicit, plain, obvious direction that God gives us in his word, but then also the, the very personal direction that he gives us as individuals and in how to live our lives around specific decisions. We need that direction of God. Now the third thing um, is 
wisdom. And that's about being smart, and it's about being careful, and it's about being shrewd, and it's about being logical and rational and, and direct and wise with our money. And that, that handles, that flushes out into a lot of the stuff that we kind of already thought about with money is that uh, all those details of what are, what are you supposed to do. The, self, the self-help books have a lot of wisdom. Um, some of it's wisdom, some of it's not. But a lot of it has those wisdom. But you can't have wisdom on its own. Uh, and you can't just have uh, worshiping God and not money uh, or just direction. Like you need all three of these pieces together to create a stool that holds you up. It creates a, a situation where you can have peace. And so this is kind of more of the stuff that we may be familiar with or you may have heard a little bit more about um, where you've got to live within your means. Like if you're spending more than you're bringing in, that's going to create a bad situation for you you've got to get rid of debt you've got to make a plan you want to save you want to spend the right amount and you want to be giving and having a a a set aside uh, process for that and having a plan for that and being wise about all those nitty-gritty details is something else that's going to help establish a a situation of peace for you um, as it comes to your finances and when you take all of this you come up with this thought and this is my my overarching thought for you that if you want financial peace you need to put your god your your trust in god's structure okay if you want financial peace you have to put your trust in god's structure so what I mean by that is that if you want to sit down and get a rest, you have to put your trust on the stool. Well, if you want peace around your finances, you have to trust his structure, his way of doing things. You have to trust the three legs of the stool. And so if you want financial peace, you need to put your trust in God's structure. Let him build your peace. Okay, got it? So no idols, get direction from God, and be wise. Those are the three pillars. Those are the three pillars for today. Okay. So what does that boil down to? What are we? What are the practical things we pull from that? Well, number one is if you are not already a follower of Jesus, that is absolutely essential to having peace. Um, if you are in this place where you really are worshiping money or worshiping something else other than Jesus, you are not going to have peace around your finances. Uh, You may have lots and lots and lots of money. You may have more money than anybody else in the world. And that doesn't mean you're going to have peace about it. That may actually cause a lot of turmoil. And we talked about that last week. That may actually cause more problems. You having lots of money may actually cause more problems than not having money. Um, So what you need to do is you need to put your trust and your faith in Jesus and say, you know what, I want to follow Jesus. He's the one that's going to correct my mistakes. He's the one that's going to forgive my guilt. He's the one that's going to direct my path. He's the one that's going to give me life. I want to follow Jesus above everything else. That's number one. And you may be in the spot where you forgot that that's what you were supposed to be doing. Right? Okay? You were a follower of Jesus or you thought you were a follower of Jesus, but you forgot that that you needed to worship him above everything well that's the first thing okay you've got to make sure that you are following jesus now the second thing you've got to do 
is you need to watch for signs of idolatry. Watch for those signs uh, that you are leaning away from God or leaning away from Jesus and into a worship of money. And we talked a lot about that last week, and that's those moments when you find that you're getting extra anxious or you're getting... Uh, really, really uh, angry and frustrated with others when it comes to money, that you're compromising when it comes to money, compromising your character when it comes to money. And you got to watch for those signs and make sure that you you watch for that and you notice that and you deal with that right away. Okay? Third thing, <coughs> sorry. Third thing you, you got to do is you got to listen to God by reading your Bible and through prayer. That's what you got to do. Uh, you've got to be in the Word of God to hear what He says, to see what He says um, explicitly, in plain, obvious direction, what he's, he's, the principles that He values, the things that He's shown us work and don't work. You've got to be in the Word to know what to do and what not to do. And you've got to be in prayer, both to get Him to call on Him, to ask Him to be involved in your finances. And a lot of times He waits uh, to be involved. He waits for us to ask. And also to get direction for him about specific things and specific decisions in your life. But you've got to spend lots of time in the Word of God and in prayer to become sensitive to his leading on that. Uh, number four um, is uh, you've got to schedule time in your life for God and others. You've got to make that a priority. You've got to schedule time in your life to enjoy God and enjoy others. Now, how does that work? Well, that's one of those essential directions. Uh, he says that we need to have as our top priority loving God and loving others. So we need to put that into our plan of how to live our lives is to spend time to enjoy God and others. That's that's time at church. That's time with small group. That's time with other believers. That's time serving other people, uh, spending time with your family, uh, building connections with people in your community and showing them the love of God. Those things we need to be built into our life. You're like, how does that happen? It does. It affects how you, the peace you get. It affects your life. Everything bleeds into everything. Everything we do in our life affects other things that we do in our life. And so you've got to put that right into your plan, right into your schedule for your life. And then lastly is make the plan. Oh, once once you are, are making sure that you are really are only worshiping God, that you are following Jesus, and that you're getting direction from Him, then you can get down to the nitty-gritty details of making the plan and being wise about how you deal with your money. Some of you, um, God wants you to live in a way that you've got lots and lots of money in your account, and some of you, He's going to direct and say, you know what, you're going to be fine with very little in your account, and it's not going to make any difference, and I'm going to take care of you. Some of you are going to be great big givers. Some of you are going to be great big savers, and you're going to end up giving later on. Some of you have these massive bank accounts that you're using, and you're financially wise about how that is going to end up being uh, used throughout the kingdom over the course of history. Um, some of you need to buy a new car. Some of you need to get rid of a car. There's so many different things, and that's where the direction comes in. But you gotta take all that stuff and you gotta put it into a plan. You gotta be wise about what you're doing. Uh, you gotta bet budget, budget your spending. 
Look at how much you're bringing in and how much you can spend. You've got to budget your savings. You got to figure out how much you're going to plan to save. You got to budget what you're giving. Um, figure out, look at it. What are you going to spend? What are you going to save? What are you going to give? Come up with a plan for that. Don't just fly by the seat of your pants. Worship God only. Get direction from Him, and then make a plan. Be wise. Uh, get rid of debt. Uh, get rid of debt as soon as possible. Work on it right now. Uh, even if it's a little bit every day, if you can start uh, getting rid of that debt, it's going to open things up for you. Um, make sure that you're tithing. Make sure that you're honoring God in, in what He's giving you and that you're handing back uh, what He's giving you, that you're giving Him the first fruits, that you're showing that you trust Him more than you trust your money, that, you, that you're honoring what He directs you to do. Now, for me, I understand that as 10% of my income goes directly uh, to the church, um, and that's my tithe. Um, you, he may be calling you to give more or less than that, uh, and he may be saying, don't give it to that church, I want you to give it to this other church, whatever, um, but you need to be tithing. Um, and, and then lastly, just as another example of part of the plan, is you want to invest in relationships. Use your money um, come up with a plan to use your money to invest in relationships, to invest in other people. Um, one of the things that Heidi and I, um, I mean, we talk about money and we try to plan out lots of stuff and figure things. But um, when it comes down to it, if there's an opportunity to use our money to benefit somebody else or to invest in a, in a relationship somehow, um, there's very little discussion that needs to take place around that. Um, if it's something that I don't think is going to really add anything to the relationship, uh, there may be more discussion. Um, but it's something that's obvious, no, this is good, this is going to benefit them, and it's going to invest in that relationship, then that's something we feel called that we should be doing, and we have, we have an understanding about that. And so I, I want to encourage you to invest in relationships. Um, and so if you do those things, do all those things, that you've, uh, and you're leaning into worshiping God alone, no idols, that you are getting direction from Him, and that you're being wise, um, and that can be about investments and savings and budgeting and planning, that will lead you to seeing God's structure and lead you to getting financial peace. And then you'll find that You'll, you, you have purpose, you feel like you're accomplishing something, feel like you're making a difference, you'll feel less stress and anxiety, you'll get more enjoyment out of your life, and you'll feel like as the problems come that you'll actually be in a place where you can handle them. And so if you want financial peace, uh, you need to put your trust in God's structure. So that's what I got for you. I know I just unloaded a pile of information to you. But I hope that was helpful. I hope that it makes you think and makes you uh, lean into what God may be directing you to do with your finances and, and find some peace and get to this place where you're not overwhelmed and defeated by finances, but you have peace about your finances. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.